Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Good morning. Welcome back. Appreciate you guys listening to the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment like music news. Give me a beat. Time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. Yee-haw! And Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This, this is the beat. Pokey dokey. You want to start with new music? Oh, yeah. What do we have? Well, ABBA just uh, teased a new song that will be coming out very soon. Hmm. Uh, you know, they just made their. I guess you could call it an iconic comeback. Oh yeah, it was on uh, on TikTok is where they were teasing it because they're they've got a new album called Voyage. It's coming out on November fifth, and so they've dropped a couple of singles, and now here is the latest song that they're promoting. It's called Just a Notion. No, thank you. <laughs> okay, Donna. All right. <laughs> okay. What is it with you and Swedish people? I don't like. Oh, don't you dare do that. I'm just saying. That is not fair. I just. I don't. Just doesn't I don't like, like IKEA their music. I just don't. I don't. You don't like. Do you like what? IKEA? I hate Dancing Queen. What? I like IKEA. IKEA's good. Okay. I like it. Just check and just make sure it's not a thread. Never Did you had... see Mamma Mia? <laughs> yes. Your Did thoughts? I? Did I see Mamma Mia? I, I think yes. you did. Yeah, we yes. saw it together yeah, it was, probably. It was good. I, <laughs> I liked Mamma Mia. They put on a really good job, a really good show, but you know, remember I don't it ends love with the, the music. Rocco, at the end of Mamma Mia, uh, now there's the movie, of course, but I saw it at Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. Everybody stood up. It was a party at I the end. I did too. We all it was sang. Great. I just faked like I knew the words. I was like, yeah, You is look it. like you're from yeah. ABBA. Yeah. Uh, Oh, so she was going to say, how dare you? But she realized that would have tied into her Swedish hate. Um, Are you kidding? Stop it. Okay. You ever had their meatballs? Never. Hmm. You? Yes. At Ikea. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Not afraid of other cultures. But like if Donna just appeared with ABBA on stage, no one would be like, who is this woman? They'd say she's part of their group or family. Well, maybe that's how I'm going to get a table at a restaurant now. Oh, because <laughs> oh, you can't do the UB40 thing anymore. No. That's run its course. So I'm going to have to go. Oh, let's see what ABBA looks like. ABBA or ABBA? I've always said ABBA. ABBA. I think technically it's ABBA. Okay, that's how I've always said it. But ABBA. I feel like the word is ABBA. Well, it's not really a word. It's uh, what do you call it in 
acronym? Uh, yeah, for the four names. members' names. Oh, they don't mean it like Abba, meaning like father or daddy. Uh, oh, biblical. Biblical. No, queen. They mean it as an acronym. Oh, yeah, I could probably pass as one of the members, sure. Yeah. What? Here's a fun game. Yeah, I would just, yeah, I could do that. What musical acts could Donna be on stage with and no one would bat an eye? That's good. I, I could be the lead singer of the Counting Crows, Chris Robinson. Is that his name? I don't That's know. That's the Black Crows, but yeah. Oh. Oh, okay. I was going to say the oh, Counting Crows. Oh, I said Crows. the Counting Crows. No, I could not pass as that. I was going to say, right. uh, for anybody uh, to say they look like the lead singer of Counting Crows would be yeah. a little dreadlocky. Yes, true. ABBA? The White Crows? Is I could do called? Celine Dion. Oh, Celine I could Dion. see that. I could take over for her. You could also do Iggy Pop. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Just because our skin is the same. The guy who, the, the former lead singer of Poison, Brett Michaels, yeah, put a bandana band on oh, her yeah, and at a distance in a club, if you say, that guy over there is <laughs> Brett Michaels, you'd believe it. After a beer, for sure, you'd ask for his autograph. Well, I could do Melissa Etheridge. I yes, come to off. my window. Mm-hmm. Of course you could, yep, Queen. Yep. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's fun. All right. Okay, though. Uh, okay, so that's a new one. There you go. Did you guys like it? You know, it, it sounds... If you said, no, we actually discovered that was one of their old songs, right. you would believe it. It's tough, though. When people haven't made music in a while, you don't know if you want something that feels like it would have lived on any other album they ever put out. Or if you want to reimagine, it's kind of tough to win. Because you want a little something different. Yeah. But then you also, if it's too new, you're like, eh, that doesn't even sound like ABBA. That's because it's ABBA. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Okay, have you guys seen this AI generator that comes up with really (laughs) fun uh, fake metal band names? I came across this this morning, yes. I really think this is fun. Okay, so... It's a Twitter account called This Band Isn't Real, and they use artificial intelligence to create some of these names. And the album ti- album title of their most recent sure. project. Yeah, yeah, okay? Right, right. okay. So the, these are pretty funny. Uh, for example, Unnatural Rot. <laughs> their album is called Sickening Kaleidoscopic Reprocessing. Okay. We've got the Void Continuum. Oh, this is something for your dad, Rocco, the butt oh, doctor. Yes. The Void Continuum. The name of the album is Black Hole Part 2. <laughs> Thank you so much! <laughs> wow. From the Cold Within. Oh, from the colon within. Here's one. Oh, that's pretty easy. Okay, this is a AI generator for metal band names. Uh, permanent Coagulation. Oh, okay. That's the band name. Nice. Album name. Imprisoned in the Withering Realm. Now, Rocco, this reminds me of we've done this before. Yes, with our band. Yeah, hashtag Ontario Dump. (laughs) (laughs) We had a real string of them going for a little while. We've kind of forgotten away from that. That's where it all went downhill. We need to find out your blues name because remember, I'm Old Liver Jenkins. (laughs) (laughs) Let me see. I'll find mine right now. Old Liver Jenkins. (laughs) Old Liver Jenkins. There she goes. Uh, some other names, Serpents of the Black Flame. Uh, we've got Grind Bastard. Oh, wow, some of these names. Gore Wolf. <laughs> the Ashes of War is the name of the album. And finally, Massive Blood Sacrifice. That is the name of the band. 
and the name of the album is You Can't Make a Bone Crusher Without Crushing a Few Bones. Blind Killer Bradley is my uh, blues name. I think I'm Skinny Fingers McGee. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Oh, Oh, gosh. That's so good. Good times, guys. I had a good time. Hey, Luke Bryan's going to be hosting the CMAs. Solo, right? Solo. Because normally they team people up. It hasn't been solo since Vince Gill yes. ended his run back in 2003. He had he had done that for 10 years. Yeah, he was great. Man, you sign up to the CMAs, they are knocking on your door the next year and the year after that. They sure are. Carrie Underwood did it for a while with Brad Paisley, of course, very mm-hmm. successfully. Uh, Reba McIntyre uh, and Dolly Parton did it with Carrie in 2019. Then Reba did it with Darius Rucker last year. Who? All right, sorry. All right, but now it's uh, Luke Bryan. He's fun. fun. He's a fun guy for sure. Um, You're loving a fun guy, like mushroom jokes. And uh, by the way, R.I.P. to Kanye West, who put that name to rest, and he's now just Yay. Ye. I thought it was Ye, but then I heard a story, a live story. No, but I. Yeezy, I get. Yeah, it's yay, though. It's short for Kanye. Oh, wait, yeah. no. <laughs> yes. I'm arguing with myself. Yeah, I, no, I but said it's gotta his name be, is yay. It's got to be ye. It's Kanye. But it's Yeezy, and it's it's from the Bible, because ye is the most used word in the Bible, that I guess, correct. like the King James Version, probably. Do you want to look it up, Rocco? Look it up! Uh, well, I'm not going to argue against the Bible. I mean, well, it's, it's the second no, you, time it's come up this segment. Because <laughs> I want to say ye. I think. I want to say yay. What is it then? Someone it has to yay. tell us. It's yay. Who, why do you? I can't, I'm sorry, Donna. But... sent us an email and said it's yay as in Kanye. I bet we're getting emails as we speak from people going, you idiots. Heading on down to the south of the pound. I got a Rocco, anything? I'm Googling it. You're taking new too haircut? long. Why are you so... Well, no. because, you know, sometimes you want to get... Uh, it says, according to this article, it's yay like Kanye. Okay, there you really? go. Mm-hmm. We settled that. Let's go. An article on the internet. It's not exactly the Bible, but it's what we got. All right. <laughs> Thanks, That's a great description of the internet. (laughs) Not exactly the Bible. But it's what we got. The internet. All right, let's take a break. A little food news. Uh, We're all excited about a new Taco Bell menu item. Just got released a few weeks ago. Oh. She gone. They took it away. We'll tell you why they're crushing dreams when we come back. It's Donna and Steve. Hello. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. We are joined by the one and only DJ Rock Lobster. <laughs> and we got some food news. Welcome to Donna and Steve's. Can I interest you in some food news today? Yummy. You know, it wasn't that long ago that we were talking about Taco Bell introducing a chicken sandwich offering. It was very exciting. Mm, the chicken sandwich wars likey. that continued to rage in the fast food community. We were all pumped and like, this is great. Yeah, it's gone now. Oh, no. It's gone. And apparently, Taco Bell fans are outraged. <laughs> they had a crispy chicken sandwich taco. By the way, some of these Taco Bells, too, they're starting to get snazzier. 
You were in a fancy McDonald's a couple weeks ago, Donna. Yes, very nice. Things are starting to get fancier. You uh, you almost can't even find. Do you remember the old plastic half swivel chairs at McDonald's? Do they even do those anymore? I don't think so. A lot of booths. Booths. It was on September 2nd that Taco Bell launched the crispy chicken sandwich taco. A lot of customers were enamored with it, too. People liked it. They just thought, this is interesting that this is working the way that it is, but it was. And now it's just suddenly gone. And this, I've been burned and then rescued by Taco Bell before. Somebody said, I just tried to order on the app for Hmm. the crispy chicken taco sandwich thingy from every restaurant in my area. None of them have it any longer. The only place I can see it mentioned in the menu is in my favorite section. (laughs) It's a little, you know, you're kind of telling on yourself when you have a favorite section at uh, Taco Bell, but that's fine. <laughs> Are they discontinuing it already? It's only been out for a little more than a month. Or maybe just a shortage, Donna. There's a shortage of everything right now. Maybe they don't have some of the ingredients. So this is on Reddit that this pops up. Then a Taco Bell employee chimes in and says, uh, yeah, I got something. We're only selling them until we run out. Probably by mid-next week, then they'll be gone. Hmm. Depending on the stock of other stores, I don't know. And you cannot order them anymore through the mobile app, only in person, and it's not advertised either. Donna, you might remember. Thank you for allowing me the space to uh, talk about this. Okay. When I was very upset after I could no longer find my favorite Taco Bell sandwich of all time, which is their... There. Oh, it's their crunchy, spicy. It's, no, it's the uh, not the no, not a chalupa, beef not a gordita, oh, not a grilled stuffed burrito. Come on, quesarito, mm. quesa bleeping rito, and then I go to a Taco Bell in Blaine. I think it was. It's about a year ago. Stopped to get it. I'm tasting it. He said, "Yeah, we're out." We don't sell them anymore. I was like, what are you talking about? You don't sell them anymore. Yeah, that's the worst. Come to find out, they don't sell. They had them. They had them in the store. But they were only accepting orders through the app. That's not right. So that's the only place you can order it now. I just had two of them last week. Unbelievable. So good. Very great. If you have an opportunity to get a steak Quesarito from Taco Bell. DJ Rock Lobster, you ever had this thing, man? I don't think so. It's, it's so... a quesadilla, it's a burrito, it's got steak. Yes. What All was, the things that you just said. What, uh, what, what was the story Taco Bell is bringing back or getting rid of? Well, they they're, the original story that I started talking about a few yeah, minutes ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're <laughs> getting one. rid of the crispy... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Chicken oh, got it. taco sandwich okay. that they just introduced and that's... that was getting really good reviews. I wonder what the deal is. But this is the reverse. I have to order my quesarito on the app. You cannot order this on the app. You can only get it in stores where it's still in stock and it's not being advertised. That doesn't make any sense. How is that doing them any service? 
this is my point. We thought Biden was going to fix everything. And here we are with a broken <laughs> fast food system. <sighs> you know the red delicious apple, that stupid apple? Yes, I do. You know how it looks so... It looks great. It's like a hot guy or a hot girl with just no personality. You bite into a red delicious apple and you think this doesn't even come close to living up to how good it looks. Do you know what I'm talking about with this? Yeah, it's kind of your your very generic mm, person's apple. <laughs> like if you're reaching for an apple, you're probably reaching for that one because it looks pretty, Only not because it, looks it pretty. tastes good. This yeah, is my very, point. Very pedestrian, as they say. Hot girl or hot guy without any personality, right? You bite into it and it sucks. Anyway, I'm going to link up to a guy who did a deep dive on the red delicious apple and how it has left us all crestfallen and how the University of Minnesota saved apples. On the count of three, everybody yell out their favorite apple. One, two, three. Honey Chris. What'd you say? Brayburn? Yeah, I like the Brayburn. What can you describe it? It's an apple. <laughs> Is it red? <laughs> Again, Donna, menu descriptions not in your future. We've had three <laughs> examples of this in the last week now, and it's just truly, truly terrible. <laughs> it's I just, an apple. I don't I don't know. It's... She doesn't expect pleasure out of any food. <laughs> It's just no, so infuriating. I do, I do. It's not true. I just, I just don't over describe. I know, but like, is it sweet? Is it tart? What do you like about it? It's an apple. <laughs> it's from New Zealand, originated oh. in the fifties. Oh, it's so good. I don't well, know. It's good. Try it. Brain I'm gonna, burn. I'm gonna put on the Don and Steve Show links page this whole video about who killed the red delicious apple. Okay. By the way, it doesn't look good, the Brayburn. Another lesson that we could all learn there, right? Right. Tastes good. Don't judge a book by its cover. You got there. Don't judge an apple by its skin. I don't know, by its shininess. I'm going to take off. I was just going to let her go. Let's play a game. Uh, The number to call, 651-641-1071. Do you want to play that game with us? Call now. Bet on me. Bet on Donna. Bet on the right person. You win a prize. We play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge next. 651-641-1071. Welcome back to the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment, everything pop culture. Let's play a game. It's time to go to college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host. DJ Rock Lobster Lobster. I want to see how smart you are. I do want to see how smart you are. And um, we had a person that played along yesterday. Yeah. Oh, loser Lisa, right? Linda. Linda. And we said, you know what, Linda, even though you got zero right and you had like an infinite infinite amount of time to come up with a Michael McDonald song or two. Yeah, unbelievable. And and, uh, she came up with zero along with uh, her co-player, Donna. We said, you know what? You're eligible to call back tomorrow. Guess what? She did. First caller. You know, it's amazing. Linda uh, told us yesterday that she's taking the week off, so she's got free time. So, gosh darn it, I think she's going to call until she wins. I guess we'll find out if you're changing your strategy today. Linda, how are you this fine Tuesday? Okay. Linda. 
Linda, are you still there? Hey, Linda, sorry about that. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? Really good. Are you going to switch up your strategy today, or are you going to double down on Donna? I don't know. You guys disappeared off my phone for a second there, so I don't know what today's topic is. (laughs) Uh, We don't either. We don't either. We're all going to find out together. Okay. Rocco? Uh, What's the question? What's What's the the topic? topic? (laughs) Well, I think Linda knows very well that today is... Um, the National Ravioli Day. <laughs> it is the Movies birthday, with the seventy-sixth <laughs> birthday. It's the seventy-sixth birthday of award-winning actor John Lithgow. Ah, oh. oh. songs oh. that we're actually talking about ravioli. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to. I'm going to quiz you on. Uh, let me see. These are mm. all. Uh, I guess you'd call them television programs mm. that John Lithgow was part of. Oh boy. Mm. So who do you think knows more about the television slash streaming career mm. work of John Lithgow, 76 oh. years old today, Donna or Steve? Mm. Based on the sounds that Donna is making right <laughs> now, I think I'm going to go with Steve. Linda, that okay. is good uh, picking up of signals, my friend. All right, Donna's going to turn the headphones off, turn the speakers down. All right, Donna, uh, yeah, we'll let no, you know. I'll go for a walk. Bye. All right, great. Get your steps in. Uh, Donna's going to take a hike, and now it's you and me, Linda. So we're going to turn you down, and then we'll bring you back in at the end, okay? Okay. All right, we love you. Okay. There she goes. There goes Donna. There goes Linda. It's just me and Steve here. Bro. And uh, the spirit of John Lithgow just lingering in the air. And he's still alive, if you're just tuning in. Turning 76 today. Um, He's a six-time Emmy Award winner, that John Lithgow, and um, some of these questions... Uh, are for TV shows he was nominated for, including this one. Three of his Emmy Awards came from playing the dad on Third Rock from the Sun. The family's last name was Solomon. What was his character's first name? Harry. Uh, On what 2020 HBO series was he Emmy nominated for playing Elias E.B. Jonathan? What? Say it again. 2020 HBO series was he nominated for playing the character Elias E.B. Jonathan. Uh, succession. And he won six primetime Emmys, most recently in 2017, for his work on what Netflix series? The Crown. Oh, dang it. The middle one is a Showtime show. Oh, HBO okay. show. I know, but I, I said succession. That's oh, gotcha. a Showtime show. No, you think, you think you're right. Okay. Uh, hey, Linda. There she is. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go through these questions. Yeah. The first question, what was it? Linda, did you watch the show Third Rock from the Sun? I sure did. I loved that show. What, what do you remember his, his first name on that show? I think Steve is right. Harry sounds right. Uh-oh. I don't think I'm right. <laughs> do you have a second thought, Steve? Harry. Harry or... His last it? name is Solomon. Harry Solomon. So it's... Um, it's... Ed. Um, what about Ed? Harry might have been the other guy. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, the wrinkle face guy would always squint his eyes. Come on, imagine his wife in Third Rock from the Sun saying her husband's name. Oh, blank. What would she say? So this is what happened yesterday with Linda and the Doobie Brothers, isn't it? Or with Michael McDonald. Yeah. This is it. Okay, Linda, listen. No pressure on you. We feel good about the other two. Okay. Well, no, you didn't. You never got the second one, Steve. Oh, I never got the second one. So in 2020, he was on an HBO series. Sorry. And he was Emmy nominated. His character was Elias E.B. Jonathan. 
you know what show that was on HBO? It's okay. I don't. It's all right. I we, don't. And then Steve feels pretty good about I him feel being good nominated about the for The Crown. Yes, he was Winston Churchill. Or, it was not just great. nominated. He won. He won the Emmy. All right, let's all wave right. Donna back in. Here's Donna. Donna, come on in, Donna. Donna. Why don't you Donna, uh, push your little magic she, button there? She's coming. Hey, Donna. John Lithgow. Okay, how'd you do? What's your favorite John Lithgow movie? Love that one. All right, you ready? (laughs) 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 Big fan of his work. Okay. All right. Uh, We're going to, I think all three of these uh, shows that I'm going to bring up um, either brought him an Emmy win or an Emmy nomination. We'll start with this one. Three of his Emmy awards came from playing the dad on Third Rock from the Sun. Mm. Mm-hmm. The family's last name was Solomon. Mm-mm. What was his first name? Pass. On what 2020 HBO series was he Emmy nominated for playing Elias E.B. Jonathan? I'm going to take a hard pass. <laughs> and, uh, of his six primetime Emmys, most recently he won in 2017... For his work on what Netflix series? The Crown. All right. Thank you. You want to go back to any of the other ones? Yep, all of them. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're going to go to a tiebreaker here. Rocco, what was the answer to the first one? The first one, his name was Dick. Oh, Dick Solomon. Yep. Um, I think his name would show up often in the titles of the of the different episodes. That's what oh, I thought okay. maybe you'd know. Okay. Uh, the 2020 HBO series that he was Emmy nominated for was Perry Mason. Oh, it's mm. coming no. back again, from what I understand. Yeah, and you guys both nailed it uh, for the Crown, so it is one to one. Okay. Now I'm gonna play a song from a John Lithgow movie, and I want to see if you can tell me. What movie it is? Alrighty. Footloose, Donna. There it is. <laughs> Linda. Once Sorry. again, Linda. What a pain train this has been for you. <laughs> Linda. He was a, a dad who didn't let the kids dance. He was. I'm trying to describe Linda as a lifeline. <laughs> we, she and I had similar struggles that you had yesterday. Oh no. Well, Linda, what what are your plans tomorrow? Ten twenty six. Well, I'm, I'll try and call in again. Yeah, All right. you are yeah. eligible. We love you, Linda. Rocco, just give her your cell. I mean, let's, we got to get this woman a win. If she's getting really oh depressing. My gosh. Linda, thank you for listening. Thank you for calling. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. I know. Oh, mm. oh Steve. Mm. That was hard, Rocco. It You're was really kind of hard. On hard. Us. Yeah, but he'll get yelled at by it. Yeah, if yeah, he goes three like... hard ones in a row, she says, listen up, you hipster doofus. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Um, You're just too hip for the room, you know, bro. Okay, <laughs> like for instance, uh, season one, 1996. Yeah. Um, here are some of the uh, titles of the show: Post Nasal Dick, Dick's First Birthday, <laughs> Dick is from Mars, Sally is from Venus. Anyways, you get the point. So if you okay. knew the titles, you sure. probably know what I'm Sure. Um, basically, I I'm just scrolling through. I think pretty much every. Uh, episode ever has his first name in sure, it. Sure. That's that. Sure. Oh, well. What I do watched you do? Perry Mason. Did you guys watch Perry Mason? No, but I hear it's really good. I, I think I put one episode on and it was super dark. It was pretty dark. Yeah. It involved, uh, yeah. 
you did it it involved like a horrific crime yes yeah and i was like you know do but I that want made another me, one of these yeah i had never really watched anything with i think his name's matthew reese in yes it. and yes. i made oh, go, sure. oh now i need to go watch the americans which i did what a journey did, was that really good it i hear the americans good. is great super good yeah. what is the americans about it's about russian spies who live among us in the ah. 80s Ooh. in dc sure wasn't there didn't we just have a story about a spy who was busted for sneaking something in his cookie or something? In a sandwich. In sandwich. A, a hard drive in a sandwich. I watched that news story and I was like, what? This is like straight out of a movie. I know. It's unbelievable. People still do crazy stuff. So what's going to happen to that guy? Um, I would imagine. And his wife too, right? Yeah, I think he's going to be prosecuted. Does that mean he's exiled? Just goes to jail? Do we have to send well, him hang offshore? On. Let me call on my law degree. Wow. I'm sorry. I thought maybe you read a little more than I did. No. I, sorry I blew up, guys. My nickname is Stevie Headlines. Hmm. I like headlines. They're they more leaked fun intel than in article. a peanut butter sandwich. Yeah, isn't that something? Yeah. How did they do that? Gum. Like, imagine you get like a little disc, like a little tiny disc, oh, like an it. SD card, and then you put that right in between some chunky peanut butter and some preserve. Wouldn't that ruin it, though? I don't know. Or you wrap it or something in cellophane. Yeah. And I'm sure if they've gone so far as to, you know, spying on us and then getting stuff on an SD card, they figured it out. I'm sure there's a plastic sleeve. And all their neighbors were like, yeah, they never really, you know, said much to us. They mm-hmm. seemed nice. That's every neighbor of every crime ever. Exactly. Because guess what, guys? You don't know a criminal is a criminal, and they're not a criminal until they commit a crime. It's always life's horrific. How about twist. Billy Summers, the book we read from Stephen King recently about yes. the the, uh, the hitman? Yes. What if you found out later you're this guy who you thought was like sweet guy playing Monopoly with your kids? It was a hitman, a hired hitman, was behind the the hit that had the whole city talking. Yep. Could you imagine, Rocco? Where are you on Squid Game? I'm still. Um... Just beyond the tug of war episodes, mm-hmm. so I, need to, I gotta catch up. I think you're giving up. Back on. You know, I was thinking about it last night. I'm like, hmm, I'm at kind of a crossroads here. Am I moving forward on this, Rocco? I've already met. You know, Steve's moved on. You know, no. My, let me encourage you. The ending of this, okay, is it's a good final episode. Okay. I think you should just tell Rocco. What no, happens. no, no. Because no. he told me. Because I, I was like, I'm not going to oh, watch see. it. So tell me the whole story. He told me the whole story. I go, well, that sounds like a great show. It really Thanks does. Thanks for saving me about seven, eight hours. I yeah. really appreciate it. I told that. it to her in two minutes. Yep. No, but Rocco, you're so far, you've already okay. been through so much bloodshed. You, you owe it to yourself. All right. I'm excited. Today is the finale of um, mm-hmm. Only Murders in the Building. Yeah. Oh. I gave up on that after one episode. Oh, right. hey. Uh, by the way, we got to go to a break. Yes, um, coming in next, Donna, likely to your studio. So turn the speaker up so you can hear because I don't know if we have extra headphones and I'm not in there. No. Uh, Mike Marcotte, oh, our no. buddy, our local guy about town. <laughs> Is uh, he's going to be joining us? He just went to that the new office experience, like the show, and this is in Chicago. He was there over the weekend. I saw a big write up and some pictures about it this morning. Looks really impressive. So a first hand account of that whole experience, walk through experience of the hit show The Office in Chicago, uh, is coming up courtesy of Mike Marcotte. That when we come back, it's Don and Steve on my talk. Hello, calling me home. Oh. Welcome back. 
Donna no and Steve, better way. live from Minneapolis, St. Paul. But we're so thrilled to be brought back by the great one, Frank Sinatra, singing about Chicago, the windy city, much to love about it, even more now. Mikey Marcotte from uh, Twin Cities Live Fame and now Minnesota Live Fame. He's the executive producer of that show, our local guy about town. You know him, you love him. Was sending me pictures over the weekend from the office experience in the city of Chicago. He joins us now live in studio to tell us all about it. Michael, good morning. Good morning to you both. How are we doing? Donald, you look ravishing today. Oh, stop. <laughs> you do. Thanks. It's true. So, Thanks, Mikey, Michael. here's the funny thing. Yeah. When you were sending me these pictures, I didn't even know that the office, the experience, was a thing. So, I had no idea where you were. Tell us everything. I have two stories to share with you quickly. One, um, I was tipped off about the office ex- experience by Stacy and Hutch on KS95. Got it. So I didn't know about this thing either until oh. they told me I do uh, what's happening this week on KS95 every Thursday. And they said, hey, do you know about this office experience? I was like, I have no oh. idea. What is the office experience? And they told me this the set of the office set up in Chicago. So cool. And I was like, this is amazing. And I was like, I'm in Chicago this weekend. I should go check it out. Yes. And so I did. And it was incredible. Now, the other thing is that yesterday on Minnesota Live on Five Out Windows we talked about this experience, and Chris Eggert and Megan Newquist have never really watched The Office. Oh, my. Which I never really did either. I slammed my hands oh, no. on the desk, and I yelled and screamed. And Absolutely. I was like, what the heck? Who are you two? What is it about The Office that was so, uh, you know, endearing and captivating? I think it's the entertaining. pranks. Right? The pranks, the love story. Well, if you've lived in office life at any point, too, which so many people have, it is utterly relatable. Just the asinine things that you deal with, the funny little unexpected moments that you have, uh, how you somehow find joy in the mundanity of it all. It's just really interesting. So... I mean, it's just a great show. If you've never watched it, go binge it. It's wonderful. The awkwardness, you will learn to love it. It's just great. I'm looking at this, Mike. Yeah. And it looks like you are legitimately on the set of The Office. They recreated the whole thing. They recreated the whole entire set. So it took over a an old, you know, retail building in downtown Chicago, right? On the Meg Mile. And you go inside. And you go up the escalator, and then they have a video that plays for you, and it's like you know a sizzle of the best moments of the office. And then they take you in through this door, and then they have Dwight's car from the parking lot oh. that is set up, the legit car wow. from the sh- set of the show. And you get to go take pictures with that, and then you walk through this little alleyway, and then it is the office building. Oh my gosh! From that's the so show, fun. yeah. Do I they mean, have like all the paper, like the boxes yes, of paper. Yes, they do. Yes, I'm trying to see. Where I could it looks like this. computers are on here, Donna. I'm going to put a link in for you, um, and then you can go and sort of scroll around in this video. Uh, all right, just put it in for you right there, Mike. What's so cool? Did you was it a surreal feeling as you walk in? And everybody who's watched episodes of The Office, as you walked into that workspace that they oh, all wow. shared, and like turned and looked into Michael Scott's office, and then the conference room. Were you having these visions of, oh, remember that scene from yes. the Christmas party episode? Yes, oh. absolutely. You have these moments where you're like, wow, this is 
legit happening that you are in the office like you could you could be part of the cast of characters you know you could be kevin spilling the chili or you could be (laughs) michael scott you know with his legs up because he burned them on a george foreman like you could be (laughs) one of these people like it was so cool that you could just be in these moments of you know twins or of television history. It I was need to really watch cool. this because now I see what you're saying. I'm looking at it, and it's literally an office. It's the office inside an office building. Maybe I need to watch this Did, show because it. Oh yeah, you Donna. Could feel oh, Donna. the intimacy yeah. and the warmth yes. of like working for a small company. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, you get that in in droves and all of the comedy and the just the silliness of it all. It's just really great. And then when you have an out of touch boss, Michael Scott, who right. is deeply out of touch with his employees, but also deeply lovable in his own mm-hmm. unique ways. Um, Mike, do they say? Do they give you information as you go through? It looks to my eye like it is to scale. It looks like they mm-hmm. really did a uh, a frame-by-frame frame remake of this entire space. Do they give you any little factoids as you walk through? They have some items from the actual set, oh, and then they fun. have some items that you can play around and touch. So, like, when you're on the the recreated set, they have, like, telephones that are on the desks, and you can pick up the telephone, and then it, you can actually hear a character from the show get, leave you a voicemail. Oh, get out. Yeah. I love it. There's so many details. Yes, and then you can pull open a drawer, and inside the drawer is a stapler inside of a Jello mold, oh, yes. which is a prank from the, the first, episode first episode of The Office. I love it. In Meredith's drawer, there is a Jameson oh. bottle. I was going to say, liquor in there yeah absolutely so there's things that are you know props but then there are also actual set items sure i think to answer your question i think a lot of it is to scale you know obviously i haven't been on the set actual set of the office but right you know from watching the show it looks like it's to scale it's Man. a pretty big experience Unbelievable. I'm, I'm looking at it and i'm getting like a feeling of nostalgia not that i've ever worked in an office like that sure but it, i can I get the feeling of having worked in an office like that. I, I have questions. Uh, how much is this yep. experience? I paid 50 bucks to go. 50 but, bucks. Yep. So th- you can start at 37.50. What's the difference? You get like a VIP tour as opposed to. It depends to- on the day you go. Okay. So there's a private access that gets you get a name badge when you go. <laughs> Um, and mine didn't have like my face on it. Like they take your picture, okay, and then they put your name on the badge. That is private access okay. to the thing, um, and that can get you like six to ten of your friends in there. And Got that gets, that starts at three hundred and seventy eight dollars. So mm-hmm. if you want to get your group of your friends down to Chicago, which I think would be oh really fun gosh. to do, um, to split that up. But uh, it starts at thirty seven fifty. So okay. you can get there depending on the day you go, and if you want your face on your badge to take home as a souvenir. Okay. How many people uh, are, were there when you were there, Mike? Do they limit the capacity? I guess because I just don't want to be shoulder to shoulder. Not necessarily for COVID, just for my own ability to like move around and slowly take it all in. Yeah, we had a group of about twenty of us that went through as a herd um, and they do it in every 10 minute shifts so you had your group of 20 that you traveled with throughout the experience and then you had you waited in line together 
you took photos together, and then they had staff along the entire route that would take photos for you, which Guys, was really nice. You can be in Michael Scott's office. I mean, that's, I just love television sets of any sort. This looks so it's so cool, so fun. Is it going to be there for a while, Mike? It's there through January seventeenth, and there's a lot okay. of photos on my Facebook page and my Instagram page. Excellent. Give me the mic. So if you're interested okay. in looking at what I did, um, yeah, there's lots of pictures there. But it's in Chicago through January seventeenth. A lot of people have been asking me if it's coming elsewhere. Yeah. Um, I asked around a little bit, and I haven't heard yet if it's going anywhere else, but Chicago's on a, only an hour away from Minneapolis. Is that well, right? An hour flight. Yeah. Uh, an oh, hour flight. Yeah. I was like, is don't, that right? Don't, well, don't really? start your car yet, right. Jan. Stay here. Uh, Michael Marcotte, he is <laughs> the executive you. producer of Minnesota Live. You can watch that weekday mornings at 9 a.m. on Channel 5. When we come back, we got a dirt alert, uh, and then some movie news to get to. Stay with us.